We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I'm doing well. It's a good day. Um, I'm excited. How about you? 
Not doing too bad. Some big news. Big, big news. Big Giant news. news. Giant news. Yeah. Huge news. <laughs> nah. Uh, it's good enough. It's good. So it's what we what's what we've been hoping for, right? It's what partly. Partly. Stepped. Oh People yeah, don't like absolutely. That. People don't like minor league deals anymore, but it's depth. It works, right? Yeah, minor league deals are very essential to uh, to being a good major league team. Without these, it, it, it's very hard to be uh, a good team. So I, I I think it's good, but um, you know, there's still some minor league deals I'd I would like them to get. Um, obviously, in the starting pitching world, I would like to get mm-hmm. some minor league deals. But hey, at least we start with the relievers, which is huge and. Yeah, it's that's good. We've seen two minor league signings in the last uh, couple of years, and, and they paid off. Seashek um, was serviceable in the bullpen for the Angels. Tony Watson ended up becoming a trade chip in July. So I mean, it's it's still possible that these guys could pay off, and who knows? Maybe they they turn out to be really good big leaguers. And you know, we've seen it from other teams. They, I think we we've seen some other other teams sign minor league deals. And those guys to be like big, big players to get them to the playoffs. So, not saying that that's going to happen here, but still good. Absolutely, absolutely. And those of you who might live under a rock or don't know what we're talking about, uh, the Angels signed two minor league relievers, um, ex major league, former major leaguers, not ex because they don't, yeah. they still play. But um, Chris Davinsky and Jonathan Holder, if those names sound familiar, I'm sure they have terrorized the Angels in the past as they played for the Yankees and the Houston Astros, Davinsky, the Astros, uh, Holder, the Yankees. So, Nate, I feel like we need to go ahead and break down a little bit of this. I know it's not too crazy, but pitching is our expertise, and we do see some things maybe with some of these guys. So, um, what do you want to start, Davinsky or Holder? Well, let's start with the SoCal kid, the Cal State Fullerton native, Chris Stavinsky. How about we go there? I, I like the numbers with him. I know the the ERA and all those things, it, it's going to scream at a bunch of angel people and be like, wow, what the heck are we signing? And, you know, I mean, I think that's that's very normal, for especially for angel fans, to look at that and be like, ooh. But it, but there were some encouraging things with Davinsky. Um, his his uh, – his fastball velo got back, and he's always had the really good changeup, which is nice. Um, he's pitched in the AOS before. He's pitched in competitive games as well, pitching for the Astros when they were when they were one of the the best teams in baseball. Still are one of the best teams in baseball. But he was on he was on those teams, so I I, I don't mind it. I think that at worst he doesn't make the team, and he sits in AAA and he pitches there, and hopefully he throws well. And with an injury or two, he's he's on the big league roster, but. Best case scenario, he pitches good in, in spring training and he ends up in the bullpen for the Angels pitching, you know, in that sixth, seventh inning. He he could easily put up Ryan to pair numbers for seven times less the money. Had to throw that out there. Yeah, you just like comparing that stuff, don't you? I, I, I do because you're a Ryan to pair guy and I, I think he's vastly overpaid. That's fine. I don't agree. I don't disagree <laughs> that he is overpaid for sure uh, you know if he comes goes back to his form but we're not talking about that yeah davinsky what you what you mentioned before uh 2019 his average fastball velo was 94.8 2020 92.9 2021 uh 91.4 i'm sure a lot of people thought maybe you know even davinsky thought his career was over once you drop uh average velo like that it means you're probably sitting uh 90 92 maybe a little more than that 91 93 ish 
Um, and then last year, the velo jumped back up 94.4. So basically back to back to what he was before with the Houston Astros. Uh, you mentioned the really, really good changeup um, in his career. He's thrown that 36% of the time. Um, really disgusting changeup, by the way. I'm super excited to see it. Um, big funk guy myself. I love the funk. I think it's, um, you know, the open up early. He really, it's, it's, it's very Patrick Sandoval S from the right side, if that makes sense. I know you guys probably won't understand what that means, but uh, from a pitching standpoint, I think it's very similar to that, which makes the changeup really, really good on that part. And of course, um, I, if the uh, fastball velo has any indication, uh, this is a, this is a very interesting signing, a good signing, uh, especially at a minor league deal. I know a lot of people talked about oh, dumpster diving and all that stuff. No, this is, these are the players that the angels need. Um, they have a track record of being on good teams as well. That's huge. Um, so yeah. And of course, SoCal kid, Cal state Fullerton kid. It's always good to get some of those guys back. Um, I know Kurt Suzuki's not around Lorenzen isn't either, but, uh, uh, yeah, I wonder if they, they had, they play, they probably play on the same team, huh? Lorenzen, um, not, I would not think Kavinsky and Lorenzen were close. Yeah. I don't know exactly. I, I would think that they they crossed paths barely. I'll, I'll check Fresh, into that. Freshman that junior, week. freshman junior type of thing. So, yeah, and then um, of course, Angels obviously you start with Holder, and I'll get into the Davinsky. Of course, of course. Former Yankee was with the Cubs last two seasons. I really wanted the Angels to uh, to pick him up after 2020 when the when the Yankees non tendered him. Uh, Jonathan Holder, he's been hurt the past two seasons hasn't two seasons hasn't pitched at the major league level since 2020 with the Yankees. But of course, anytime you can get an ex Yankee, I feel like it's a good thing. Um, anytime you can get an ex Yankee or an ex Astro too, I feel like it's a good thing. Same thing with the Dodgers. I mean, we mentioned this before. Um, those guys again, just, I feel like bring winning into the, into the clubhouse. Um, and it becomes very, very fun and very, very interesting. Um, there won't be too much velo on, on holder. So we can't really compare that. Um, however, probably going to be 90, you know, probably 91, 93, probably can touch 94 at times. He's got the slider. He throws the cutter as well, the curveball, And again, the changeup, which is really good. So, um, one thing that the Angels have done really that they did really good last year was produce a second or almost third pitch as well. So, you know, we know that these guys have two, you know, decently good um, secondary pitches in the changeup. And also, I, I feel like Holder is the splitter um, with looking at his velo. He threw his, threw his changeup at 87.3 miles an hour and his fastball velo was 92 miles an hour. So I have a feeling it's a splitter. Um, Bangrass. We'll say it's a changeup, of course, but um, but yeah, did you get anything on that while I mumble away? Davinsky was uh, it looked like Davinsky and Lorenzen were two years apart, so they Probably they played on the same team, thing. yeah, maybe even sophomore senior type of thing. But yeah, um, give me your Jonathan Holder, man. Tell yeah, no, I'm back. I'm excited about Jonathan Holder. I have very similar things as you to say where when the when the Yankees non tendered him after the injury, I, I thought he was an interesting name. Uh, didn't know how long the injury was going to be. It ended up being an entire year before he really got back on the bump. And then last year he pitched in the minor leagues for the Cubs and struggled a little bit. But I think the Angels, you know, worst case, like we said, he sits in AAA and and can do some things down there. But I'm looking at at some other high-priced relievers that there was an interesting stat with, with Holder. His barrel percentage was about 8%. Okay, you're looking at Rafael Montero, 
He's right around that 7%, and he just got paid closer money to be a 7th or 8th inning guy with the Astros. I'm not saying that Jonathan Holder is going to be Rafael Montero. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that when Holder was right and when he was pitching good, when his shoulder felt good, he he was a very good 7th inning guy. Like, he he was a guy that the Yankees turned to in situations where it was like, hey, we our starter went 6, and we need somebody to get out of this jam. Holder, come on in and get this thing done. So he has a shot to be on the big league roster and has a shot to, to pitch really well. The biggest thing for him is going to be how how's his arm, how's his shoulder. Um, that's always a scary injury, whether whether it's arm, shoulder, anything. Like it's always always tough to see how that comes back. But that's going to be the biggest thing. And then the second thing is going to be you know velo. I, and I know velo is not the end all be all, but if his velo is around 92, 94, which is what he traditionally is, he's definitely going to compete for a job. If his velo is right around the 89, 91 range, he's probably not going to make this team. So that's going to be the biggest thing to look at in spring training is what's his velo look like. But, you know, when he was really good with the Yankees, his barrel percentage was pretty good. And he had some good, he had some really good numbers on the stat cast. So, I'm interested in him. I, I like him. I, I'm just hoping the Angels can do this on a starting pitching market where they can go get one or two of these type of guys and just build so that way we have some insurance if somebody gets hurt because somebody always gets hurt, whether it's a starter or a reliever. Yeah, I mean, the Angels were the most healthy starting pitching core, I think, last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Or bullpen, bullpen, if I'm not mistaken. I think the starting staff was... No, I think it was starting staff around. because... Yeah, the bullpen got a, a little banged up. You know, Warren got the freak incident with the with the line drive off the nose in Boston uh, during BP. And, yeah. um, there there were some some other injuries that guys missed maybe a week here, week there. But like for the most part, when you think about the the big league ro- rotation, Otani took the ball basically every time out. Sandoval took the ball every time out. Detmers took the ball every time out, except for when he got sent down. It was not based on injury; it was based on performance. Same thing with Suarez. Um, Lorenzo was the only guy who really got banged up. Thor took the ball every time out too. So, um, and then when Tucker Davidson came over, like he didn't have injury issues. So Lorenzo was basically the only one who got hurt. Everyone else either weren't pitching good enough and got sent down or they made basically every start they had. Yeah, absolutely. And, and before we get on to our next um, thing that we want to talk about, this really shows, and this is something that the angels have missed in the past. And I never really thought about it. This really shows that the Angels are starting to show other teams and show other players and show other agents that they are being able to develop guys and and almost, you know, revitalize players' careers too, which is really, which is really, really good for the Angels. It's something that the Angels hadn't been able to do for a long time. And I think that's one of the reasons why they never were able to get, you know, these type of guys, the Jonathan Holders, the the Chris Davinsky's like that have been on good teams that are looking to revitalize their careers. The former, I don't think Holder was ever an all-star and I don't think Davinsky was ever, Davinsky might've been an all-star one year. Um, But however, you know, you you look at those guys and they've been good back in pieces in, in bullpens. And this is something that the angels just haven't been able to do lately. And I feel like last year with the way the angels were able to, you know, produce a secondary, a third pitch with some of these guys, um, 
some of these veterans that are looking to revitalize their career might take a chance with the angels instead of going to Tampa, instead of going to the Dodgers to revitalize their career, you know, instead of going to the Yankees. So he was an all-star one year. I believe he had like an ERA under two at the break and was just ridiculous. And I think that was like one of the first years where the non-closer was kind of an all-star thing. So, and, and I think you bring up a good point. Like a lot of these guys look to the Dodgers. They look to the Rays. They look to, um, some of those type of teams to revitalize careers. And you can even throw the Braves into that mix right now as well. But a lot of people want to talk about the Dodgers and say, oh my gosh, look at what they do. But nobody wants to talk about the moves. Like Max Muncy was a nobody. Like they, they claimed him off of waivers. Like it wasn't like, oh man, we developed Max Muncy and you know we, we turned this guy into a superstar. No, like he was a nobody. Even- Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor was a top prospect with the Mariners. Could not hit. And they, they made a, a small trade where they traded one of their pitchers who wasn't good, and they got Chris Taylor in return, and all of a sudden, Chris Taylor starts to hit. So, Ami Canley was in the same position as John, Jonathan H- uh, Holder was, um, coming off an injury, had to set out a year, comes back and pitches really well for them, and he's probably going to get a big league deal because of what he did. So, the, the Dodgers have done these kind of things, and and the Yankees have done these kinds of things, the, the Rays have done these kinds of things, and it's worked out for them. And those are the teams that have been in the playoffs. Those are the teams that have been winning games. Can the Angels take that next step and, and turn some of these minor league deals into major league players? And not just major league players, but um, difference makers. They don't need to be, you know, all-stars, but they got to be – guys that are better than average. You know, we want to see a, a minor league free agent offensive piece turn into a 100, 105 WRC plus. We want to see, you know, one of these relievers put up a FIP of of under 3-5. And can they do that? I, I don't know. But if they can, this, this is going to be a really fun organization going forward. Yeah, it's a good test. It's a good test to see what the Angels are doing and, and can really, like, prove what Perry's doing. You know, I think it kind of might – I don't know if secures a job moving forward, but you know, if you're able to revitalize some careers, I mean, even look at Michael Lorenzen's a perfect example before he got hurt. I mean, the stuff has always been there. It's always been, you know, 94, 95, 96, 97 with run a good slider and a good changeup. But you know, it didn't seem like, I don't know if the reds never used them correctly. I don't know if they ever developed him, but he really, you know, before he got hurt was one of the angels better pitchers. I know, you know, a lot of people won't agree with that, but, you know, you, you look at what he was able to do and the Angels just kind of put him in the right right spots, I thought. You know, they didn't want him to be an ace. They wanted him to just go out there and pitch five, six innings every start. And, you know, if you can give us under two, three earned runs, you know, like and try your best to get a quality start, which I know quality starts are whatever nowadays. But I felt no, like no, those things are huge. <laughs> quality starts are huge. Nobody wants to talk about that. Quality starts are very, very important. All right. All right. Um, stay on. Stay, stay focused. It's, tr- it's true, though. I mean, it. If you can go out there every every fifth day and go six innings and give up three runs or less, you've given your team a chance to win every single time you go out there. And you'll that's find, why, you'll find big league thought, jobs everywhere you go. That's why I thought Framber's year was so impressive because that dude went out there and had a quality start almost every single outing. Yep. And it just shortens the game. It allows the bullpen to to rest up. It it's very, very important. If, so and it felt it felt that way when Lorenzen pitched last year, didn't it? It was like if Lorenzen can get us if they're Lorenzen can get the Angels to this fifth, the sixth to the seventh inning, which he did, you know, every fifty percent of his starts, which I know doesn't seem great, but like every other start it felt like he was able to get to the fifth, sixth, seventh inning. It, it, it felt like the game shortened up. The Angels had the lead and they were able to, you know, 
at least work their way in the back of the bullpen. I know it didn't seem like that at, at the beginning of the season when they went on that drought, but like, I really, I, I like Lorenz and I wouldn't mind him, mind him back. I know we've been there before, but um, let's move on. Let's get rolling a little bit more here. Um, Tis the season, Nate. We just skipped over Black Friday. We just skipped over Cyber Monday. Um, we want to talk about a little bit of not really dumpster diving, but some good deals that the Angels could make this holiday season. Black Friday shopping. Um, Black Friday shopping. I think that you and I have pulled a couple names out of the hat. I don't know. You want to go one, 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 one here? I don't know how many you got. Yeah, got that's fine. Go ahead. Cool. I so got, I got a lot too, but you yeah. know, we we'll keep it to about four each, and you know, I think. We'll talk we'll about one guy at the end because we have one guy that is the same. That's fine. Um, I, I, that's fine. I'll start. Um, ooh, I'm gonna start with since you got me. I'll start with Joey Gallo. I know he's not gonna get a minor league deal by any means. Did you pick Gallo by chance? I'm no. sorry. No, okay, no. I'm gonna go with Joey Gallo. I know. Um, the Angels don't need another outfielder. However, he can play some first base. There is no shift next year, and you know he's going to probably get close to a minor league deal. I think he's going to get a major league deal somewhere, but the fact that he can play first base, the fact that he can play a little bit in the outfield as well, actually he's probably a better outfielder, really pretty good defender. Um, and again, that shift thing is huge and you hope for 40 home run, 50 home run upside, you know, he's going to swing and miss 33% of the time or whatever it is. One out of every three at bats is going to be a strikeout, but you know, one out of every three at bats could also be a home run. And again, did I mention first base, outfield he's versatile he can play he, he can play different positions and he can play center field too if you need him to i believe in a in a pinch he's that We've good seen it. so that's that's not my number one guy but i do think that you know if you're looking for a um a cheap deal that might be it and somebody who's a step below a cody bellinger type guy too yeah i agree um so this is not in any particular order for me as well but i i am going to start with someone who i think could make a big deal for the angels because Max Stassi makes a lot of money. And if somebody wants to trade for Max Stassi, I know he's coming off a very bad offensive year, but he's still pretty good behind the dish. Typically, I know last year, again, not his best year defensively, but if somebody wants to trade something for him, even if it's a relief pitcher or a young kid that they can turn something into, I think Roberto Perez, a catcher who's been with the Indians, um, he's been with the Pirates, I believe, last year. He he has done a really good job at being a good defensive catcher. You're not going to hit a lot with him, but he's a veteran that can really teach Ohapi a lot of things. Hey, this is the way to call a game. This is really what it looks like to be a professional catcher and do this every single day. So I think that guy could be a big time guy, a better version of Kurt Suzuki. Cause I know you loved Kurt Suzuki last year in his leadership. I think Roberto Perez could be a much better offensive piece than Kurt Suzuki and 10 times as good defensively. So I think he could be, I don't know if he's a minor league deal, but he might be like a one year, two mil or yeah, one year, two mil, maybe three mil at the most, which saves you four or 5 million from what Stassi's making. Yeah. I, I've always liked Perez. I thought the angels, I, he was always a trade target for me when the angels needed to catch her with Cleveland. Cause they Cleveland always had a couple, a couple guys there. Um, and Perez always kind of flew under the radar. So um, yeah, I like that. My next guy, I'm going to actually kind of pair these guys if that's okay. Um, Michael Lorenzen is another guy. I know I just mentioned him and Trevor Williams, two very similar pitchers. Um, both can start, both can come out of the pen, whatever kind of you need from them. Trevor Williams had a really good year with the Mets. Of course, we already talked to Michael Lorenzen. We know what he can do. Um, both guys that aren't going to probably get more than, you know, that one for three, one for five type of thing. I thought, I think I know Lorenzen's probably going to want to start. Lorenzen could get like eight. Yeah, you, you get what I'm saying, though. I mean, yeah, these guys for them. sure can be on a on a cheaper deal, if not 
maybe a minor league deal for all we know. I think both these guys are going to want to start. However, both these guys can also pitch out of the pen and can probably do it and can do it pretty well too. So that's my, those are my next two guys. I'm going to give you a chance to go one here. I'll go, I'll go with the same type of player. Uh, another guy who could start, come out of the pen. Uh, he's been on playoff teams, two playoff teams, and that's Ross Stripling. Uh, he had a really good year with Toronto last year. I think he would get uh, a relatively cheap contract. He's not going to break the bank. You're not going to have to give him 15 plus mil like some of these other guys that are, you know, could put up similar numbers to what Stripling did. And the cool thing about Stripling with the Dodgers, he had he had years where, you know, his ERA is in the threes with the Blue Jays. He had a, he had another good year last year, and he's just one of those guys where it's like. Hey, if, if you need to, we'll put you in the pen. If we need a guy to spot start, we can spot start you. And if you need to start all the time, you can do that too. So I, I like him as well with a relatively cheap deal. Yep. And let me give, I want to give two more guys here before we get to our yeah, last guy. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I know we've talked about him before. Joe Ross, man, ah, man, that would be a, that'd be a fun one to have went over. I believe in the um, Trey Turner, Will Myers deal, if I'm not mistaken to Washington, never really, you know, was hurt, never really got a shot there. Uh, with the Nationals, and then I'd love to see Jackie Bradley Jr. on a minor league deal um, playing in Salt Lake. I don't know if he takes that or not, but um, I think that would be a lot, a lot of fun. I think he's a great character, um, a great leader to have, and he's been, you know, he's he's been in the big st- spots before. So um, there might be a couple other Angels minor leaguers down there that could really learn a lot from him. So I know uh, the last guy that we want to talk about, Nate, I'll let you talk about him since I just talked about my last two. Well, he's, on both, he's on both our list. It'd be a yes, he is. real fun one to sign. So go ahead, take it away. Real quick, Brandon Belt was on my list that I just wanted to add in there. Another lefty back could play first base, has played the outfield before, probably not an outfielder, but he could play first base. He's been on a winning team. That's that's the common theme with me. Been on winning teams, been uh, locker locker room presence on winning teams. So I think that's a big deal. The shift goes away as well. Um, maybe you get him a little bit better of a hit, hitter-friendly park in Anaheim than in San Francisco, and maybe he he hits 20, 25 bombs, especially if Walsh isn't ready or if Walsh gets moved. So, I mean, winning, uh, to be fair, winning's been a theme all around. I think we've talked to Zach Neto. We talked to Ben Joyce. We talked anybody that was in Rocket City. We talked to them about this, you know, so. Yeah. Winning solves a lot of problems. So yep. the last guy that you and I both had the, on the same list, again, he was on a winning team this year. He was on the Phillies, Kyle Gibson. Um He's just a professional. You know, he's been on the Twins when the Twins were in the playoffs as well. Just a professional pitcher, not going to not gonna complain, just going to go out there and do his job. Uh, was left off the playoff roster. You didn't hear him c- complain. There was no Rolos Chapman, you know, meltdowns from him. Um, and just, he's a gamer. You know, he, he's going to give you, he's going to take the ball and he's going to work to get you five, six innings every single time out. He's not one of those guys who's going to sit there and be like, Oh, my arms hurt, or I'm sore, or this and that. Like this guy's gonna go out there and put it all on the line every single day, and, and just do what he can to to help this team win. I think that's the one cool thing about him. He's been an ace before, not a not a quality ace, not like a true number one, but he's been there where he's he's had to be the team's number one pitcher, and he did it in Texas, he did it in Minnesota, and you know I think it would just be really interesting to see what it, what he's worth. The the thing that is kind of frustrating. The pirates just reached out to him and they, they seem to be really interested in him. So probably not a guy that's going to get a minor league deal, but who knows, maybe he gets a minor league deal. Maybe he gets one year, two, three, four, five million dollars in incentive based deal or something like that. But he's a really interesting guy and he's, he's pitched a lot of, a lot of big games. I think he gets a little bit more than that. I think he gets close to the $10 million range, 
But you've seen yeah. his numbers last year. I know. But here's the reason why I think he gets closer to that. I don't think he gets 10 mil, but I think he gets a little closer to that six, seven, eight. Um, six of the last eight years, not including 2020, the shortened season, he's pitched 160 plus innings. So mm-hmm. he's a guy you can you, you can rely on. He's been in winning situations. You mentioned that before. Um, Nate, big thing for us here uh, before we let everybody go. This wasn't a negative podcast for any of us here. No. And, and I think the other big thing that we brought up is like all these guys have winning backgrounds. And I think that's a big deal with with the angels trying to change the culture and what they do. And instead of just being okay with, with being average, they want to be better than average. And if they continue to, to get better every single, every single day, then who knows, maybe they end up in the playoffs and, and we're, we're getting excited about Shohei Otani making his first playoff start. And, you know, Mike Trout, hopefully looking for that first playoff win. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I want to see the angels in the playoffs. I think, you know, everybody we've had on the show wants to see wants to see the Angels in the playoffs. So, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening and watching this podcast here at Talking Halos again, making us the best Angels podcast out there. We do appreciate all the support. I'm gonna throw this out there as well. Um, we got talkinghalos.com. We're looking for some writers. If anybody wants to write, shoot me a message on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim. You can shoot us a message on Twitter at um, talking halos as well if you want uh you can follow Nate at Nate 34 of course myself at Jared underscore Tim's. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.